How you doing? Uh, you know what? You're you're mid camp, <laughs> or mid mid vacation. <laughs> yeah, if you consider the summer as like one big long vacation, yeah. I mean, it is. It's we weave in actual vacations with the vacation that we're supposed to be experiencing. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's great. I I gotta I gotta preface it with this. Don't get me wrong. The- I enjoy going out and doing things, but I tell you, man. The, the ride back, the setup, man, it is exhausting. The ride back? Why is... Just because, like, uh, the vacation's not over uh, and you just vacationed. Exactly. And now you have to come back, clean up. unpack. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. I'm and the king I'm a- of, like, leaving stuff from the last vacation. <laughs> yeah. See, that's one of those things I got to do. Um, I got Lindsay on board with this, but just unpacking right when we get back. Getting yeah. it all, whatever we've washed, put back in the drawers, whatever needs to be washed, let's just put it in the hamper. Just because I feel so much better on the following day. Yeah. So today is always the the day of, the return day of any kind of trip. A little bit, the 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 exhaustion levels. Just a one one or two notches above where it normally is, which is yeah. pretty low. Pretty low. From where you are, how do you get to, uh, like, wine country? Do you drive over to the 23 and then go up the 101? Or how are you getting there? So I believe it was, oh, man, I was not, I, I don't I don't play Navigator. I just look at the map um, and to go where I'm <laughs> Well, I'm you just told. blindly, so, like, <laughs> make a left I, turn I, yeah. at the line. <laughs> well, right. yeah, I'm just the, I've always I've always thought of the, the person in the passenger seat, they get to play Navigator. Like, I don't care about that. It's like, you don't tell me what to do. No, you tell me where to go. I'm going to concentrate <laughs> on getting us there safely. So, um, Lindsay had it all mapped out. Uh, we went down the 118 to the 405 to the oh. five. So we all went right. the grapevine, baby. We and that was the first time we took it up the grapevine. I was really scared. Whoa, uh, just, yeah. How you know, was that? Like, oh, it Take was good. Far right lane. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just to be safe. Just to be safe. But it yeah. was actually not that bad. Um, made it up and over the grade. This is terrible though. You can see when you go in, especially this time of year. This end of June, super hot. Um, at one point, it had hit, on our dial, it was 122 degrees for a small area Yuck. up there, which was nuts. On the way down, someone's car caught on fire on the side of the road Whoa. and then ended up lighting up the whole side, which was, I mean, it, it's it's incredible watching uh, Cal Fire, fire crews put out this stuff in an organized fashion. But it's just sad that, you know, someone lost their vehicle. Everyone else was safe, thank goodness. But just, you know, that whole thing. And then coming down back into uh, once we hit the basin there, turned left a couple more times, and we made basically like it was almost like a like a backward C. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we ended sure. up in wine country. Oh, and you know what, David? I got to tell you, man. Another last little thing about this: if you were in the car, I don't know if you would have been like giddy, um, on edge, or what. We were super stressed because our gas light went on twenty-seven miles outside of any gas station. That's so right. We, Yes, and we had to use, once we got to this area, we didn't have any cell service. So we figured we can't call AAA anymore. We can't text anybody to tell them where we are. We could just flag somebody down and say, look, dude, could you get us, give us, let me siphon some of the gas out of your tank, buddy. I'll give you 10 times what it's worth. (laughs) Um, But you made it. We made it, barely. On fumes, man. On fumes into the 76 station. Wow. Yep. The best. And yeah. how many gallons does your uh, truck take or your SUV? Apparently, apparently 23. <laughs> I was going to say, because I was like 18 gallon tank yeah. somehow took 23 <laughs> gallons. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Wow. It's somewhere up there. Yeah, it was it was uh, pretty nerve-wracking getting out there. Uh, again, and that's why it was uh, yeah, I celebrated with a nice beer after I set everything yeah. up. Yeah. Now, I I never have a problem going to the grapevine from this side because to me it's like uphill is almost nothing coming from LA. Uh the downhill right. is insane. Coming back though, you kind of look at it and you're like, "Oh shit. So how was that?" Taking the that, that's why we took we went up. the 101 man we took ah, the scenic route back yeah, yeah yeah oh it was beautiful so what you do miss though the thing i like about driving to your house is coming over the 118 into simi valley and you really kind of get that it reminds me of the shot from et when you kind of get the lay of the uh, land and you really yeah. see all the neighborhoods and those pretty grids this is jimmy pot <laughs> I think I knew from the point when you asked me which, how we got there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take the 118 to the 5? <laughs> oh, man. I love it how we're pissing off all the East Coast people. Oh, all these thes, oh I don't man. think we're pissing them off. I think we're just proving the Californians right. <laughs> we should do, we should do a Patreon episode where we watch all the Californian <laughs> sketches and talk about uh, whether or not they're giving real directions. I would say 90% of the time they are true, but sometimes they don't make no sense. Right, yeah, they'll be off in from one city to another. Yeah, that has no connection. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, could, we <laughs> I'm sure that would be riveting content. <laughs> Very on brand, though. On brand. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't even. We won't even paywall it. It'll just be free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so I had from two episodes ago. Now, um, I had made a note, and I just didn't read it. Uh, there was a a note about the clarity lyrics on the archived website. Um. And it was only there for a very short period of time in, I think, June of 2001. And then it was removed very quickly. But it had said, here are some lyrics for our past releases. Note that the Clarity and self-titled EP's lyrics are not posted due to the fact that they are in the booklets that come with the CDs when you purchase them. Thanks. <laughs> so like, <laughs> the, so we had found the archived website's version of the lyrics. Then at some point they decided to pull those off the website because they were like, well, go buy the CD. The lyrics are in those books. So, right. Uh, I just thought that it was funny that I don't know if it's passive aggressive or like what I, the, the thanks at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then um, today I was going to drink an IPA, but Susie only just put them into the fridge. Um, these are the ones that will very likely make it their way to you. Um, so awesome. I'm yes. having another wild little thing, slightly sour ale. This is a Sierra Nevada. Uh, and I'm trying to see the APV 5.5 ABV. Um, yeah. and this, I drink like water. This is good. So. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's some, uh, for your ears, ear pleasure. <laughs> okay. So that's tonight. Um, perfect. I have no other housekeeping. Do you? Uh, no, it's been so long, man. I, I still feel like I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> well, you guys got to get bits and pieces. for your next trip. <laughs> I, well, I know, right. I know I'm leaving on a solo journey for a few days next week. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's okay that it's on here because, uh, the sister that I'm surprising this episode will be long out. <laughs> right. So, um, there's that. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man, there's just, when I'm off the grid for a while, I get there's bits and pieces of like conversations on the discord, what, what's on Facebook and all that. So coming back anytime like you tell me these stories, it's kind of like I'm hearing it for the first time. It's wonderful. <laughs> so but no, I got no housekeeping. All right. So pretty grids 
from Integrity Blues, track 4 of 11, released October 21st in the States and most places, Japan, October 26th, 2016, produced by JMJ and Jimmy World, recorded at Sunset Sound, Shea, JMJ, and Unit 2. Uh, singer is Jim. Additional vocals by Robin Vining. Um, notable low notes, no high notes on this one. Notable low notes, F-sharp 3 and E3. Uh, and hey, TuneBag got a redesign. Did it really? Yeah, when Thank I went goodness. to the website today. There's somebody behind it. It's really clean now. Here, let me send you a link to this. But I kind of like, so you remember how they have the popularity, energy, danceability, and all that stuff? They have like yeah. these, um, I don't know if you would call these circle line charts or uh, it, it almost, it's very Apple how they've designed the new um, sort of uh, ranking systems. Yeah. So, yeah, 30 popularity, 71 energy, danceability is 63, happiness is 69, acousticness is 1, instrumentalness is 0, liveness is 9, speechiness is 3, loudness is (laughs) negative 6 dB. Um, uh, RCA Records release. But anyway, I liked the redesign. Um, Yeah, this is very clean. Yeah, super clean. I like it. and uh okay so it is a b minor key 10 a camelot 117 bpm for 12 duration justin would you like to get into the lyrics yeah uh now this is one of those songs on integrity blues which I, I think i've said is my second favorite you got futures and then you got integrity blues um this is one of those songs where i know it well the beat i know when it's on yeah, never really listened to the lyrics uh, intently. So this was a, this was a treat to have to, to be able to go through these ones. Um, not a lot changes. There's a uh, there's uh, I'd say about half of the song is just the repetition of the chorus, sure, um, and a little bit of the bridge. So there's a couple of different verses. Um, yet another one that Jim has uh, expressed what the meaning behind this song yes. is. So there isn't much. I, I I'm not gonna stray from that too much because i made the mistake of reading it first oh <laughs> so it's funny i copied I might... and pasted it had not read it <laughs> yeah okay i i uh you're, i, I you're did color out of order yeah <laughs> yes i'm colored a bit so um this is an interesting one that uh let's just go ahead and jump in here so verse one there's four lines here we'll do it a couple lines at a time there's a sound that's true but the voice is new and a half dancing attempt to learn your name so learning your name, I get the feeling that this is some kind of relationship, a new one of sorts, maybe a, a chance encounter at a at a bar or something. Yep. Uh, and that's why they mentioned half dancing attempt. But um, so my comment is we know this story, but the actors are different. The half dance is maybe that's he's referring to a game and perhaps they just meant. So I'm going to make this half dancing attempt, not like a half ass attempt, but kind of on this on a similar uh, the level of just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do the, the little dance over to you figuratively and attempt to learn your name. You know, hey, can I get you a drink? That kind of a thing. Uh, and then the second half of the verse is right place and time for the haze and lights. There's a chance I meet your eyes if I move in. These are pretty lyrics. Uh, I had a tough yeah. time on on some of these lyrics figuring out in my in my mind, deciphering what they mean. So I'm intrigued. I want to get I want to get your input on a couple of these here. So right place and time for the haze and lights. Uh, is this like tones of reality where like the haze could represent confusion or second guessing, and the lights could represent like clarity, as if you know the lights come on. 
uh, and you're seeing things in, <laughs> in, in pure brightness and the club is, um, you know, they're, they're shutting it down. But is that what that the haze and lights means is that there's the, my, my cloudy judgment picture in my mind is like at a show and that uh, the atmosphere uh, that gets pumped uh. into the venue again uh, so that the lights have the the trails. Um, oh, yeah. That's what oh, that so reminds cool. me of the haze, uh, that atmosphere that gets pumped in um, from it, it's not like fog machines. They're very, very, very uh, dissipated fog machines that I believe just put atmosphere into the venue to give the lights huh. those trails. Um, and you can find those and, um, up in the rafters sometimes. OK, yeah, that's a that's a sweet look. Um, Usually up in the grids. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. Did you see Sound City? Yes. Okay, so there was a point toward the end where you know how you like uh, you you watch other people get scolded and it kind of it it affects you <laughs> mentally. <laughs> like you don't re- you don't forget this. There was a moment when uh, toward the end of it, Dave is in the room with Trent Reznor, and Trent Reznor has uh, I don't know if it's a friend or if it's like some kind of a guy that comes around and sets stuff up. He goes in to set up a fog machine and starts the button. And Dave looks at him and says, "Uh, uh-uh, no, no, absolutely no fog machines in here, dude. (laughs) In the studio, huh? I don't remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. It was toward the end. Uh, and it always, I still go back to that kind of like, I feel bad. Like he, that kid would never want that brought up ever again. Yeah. And what's nice is like, Dave probably doesn't remember it. You know, I know. Yeah. He's like, I'm just being, you know, there's a, uh, like a 75 year old 50 year old uh, uh board. You know, equipment yeah board in that room that that could suck that stuff up so yeah it was i, I still remember that um you're right though so that could be the haze and lights and then that makes more sense for this last line there's a chance i meet your eyes if i move in maybe the lights have cast upon her and he sees her up close and they their eyes meet and and he goes oh maybe she is interested in me and then he uh he moves in yeah so it sounds really like this This is kind of a, a fun evening so far, potentially. And, and then we go into the chorus here. Uh, someday we might not bother. Line up the way we should. Why not? The sun just feels too good. Maybe someday in the future things will get stale. Um, we'll fall back in line or or we'll go back to, let's say we have these these boring relationships or something that we have that we're, that, that we're currently experiencing. Um but for now, this is really nice to experience. I want to live in the moment and and just essentially drink you in and, and what this moment represents here now, not what it's going to be like in a year if we were to get together, right? Yeah. So I think that's what they're kind of saying with the sun. The sun just feels too good. Like, why not? I can't. I mean, I'm just going to let, I'm going to soak this in right now. Uh, and then the second half of the course is sometimes the right one finds us. Who cares why they do? Why not? We jump because we could. Um, and maybe they're saying here, you hope that you find the right one, but really it doesn't matter in the end. We're all going to end up the same way. We're all going to end up being ourselves. We're all going to end up, um, you know, how you, you get in relationships and you try to be that person that the other individual wants you to be. And then sure. you get tired of that because that's not who you are and you, and you can't keep that up for long. So you end up going back to who you were and they may be doing the same thing. And in the end, you're just going to be the people you should have been in the beginning. But that wasn't what was fun. What was fun was the chase. What was fun was the the, the kisses and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That, there's the course. And then we go into verse two, which changes things up here again. Uh, when the fight is done 
and the feelings come, is it more than what you thought or even want? I think this is the reality now of the relationship. Honeymoon period's things, over, yeah. Yeah, man. That thing grows stale and you find your interests moving on. Now I'm on to this other thing that that's, uh, you know, this this other flashing light that's caught my attention here. And you're right. You knocked it, man. Right on the head with the uh, the honeymoon period. Period. You know, it's a, it's a term for a reason. <laughs> yep. And then the second half here. No place feels right for a busy mind. However goes the night, it's what you've got. And I think this they're saying here is your mind is constantly moving, thinking of the next big thing or person. Uh, and to me, however goes the night, it's what you've got. Night to me is that alone time, personally, the thought-provoking time. It's why it's why I you know go out. It's because I feel in the nighttime I feel like there's not a lot of activity. There's it, it's very close. I feel like I'm in a nice little bubble when I walk down the street at night. You know, I don't, I'm not going to expect to see any, even if I did see somebody, I wouldn't even know who the hell it was across the street. So uh, that's kind of, there's, it's sort of a loaded uh, situation for me, the night, but I think that's what I'm grasping from this is however goes the night, however, however this night um, ends, it's what you've got. Uh, and the only other line, so the chorus again, which re- repeats what we've, we've gone through yep. uh, previously. The only other uh, line that's really different uh, is this line that, I want to I want to hear what you think. This is a line that you mentioned in our show notes or in the discography notes. Uh, you have there's a person in mind that you have when you think of this song. Yes. Um, and this, these are the two lines that I'm talking about. All I see is up close magic, only sweet because it ends. Uh, do you want to hear what I have to say first, yeah, or yeah, you, sure. do you want to? Okay, so I feel like they're saying, "All I see is up close magic, only sweet because it ends." Is they're mesmerized. Uh, being so close, maybe they're able to see the reality of the tricks. I think that's what they mean by up close magic. It's relieving to a degree when that part is over, um, and then they come back to reality. It's almost like you you don't want to be tricked anymore. You want to see how the trick is performed, and then just let that go and just say, "I'm okay. Let's move back into this normal way of living." That's what I'm grasping there. What do you feel that those that line or those two lines mean? Well, so I'm coming at it from literally just taking that line out of the context of the entire song. Oh, he's saying up close magic. I know a magician that does up close magic, sleight of hand, prestidigitation, if you will. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And I wanted to hear, it made me think of his personal relationship with the word magic, what magicians mean in society, how they're perceived and what he believes the art form can can be um and so i would love for him to describe that that has nothing to do with the song though so you know what i mean like my interpretation of it is seeing the word magic through his take on it in interviews and his philosophy on it that said that could be applied to the song um and in a way that people see magician people think of a magician in a very specific way 95% of the time they think of rabbit and a hat and linking rings yeah. and sawing people <laughs> in half and all of those things when i take people in the magic castle that's the those are all the things that i avoid taking them to if i can most importantly i hardly ever unless i know the performers personally or by reputation go into the palace of mystery show at the magic castle because that is exactly what those shows are 
sawing people in half, dancing with scarves, those types of birds, Uh rabbits, all those things. Things that are an art form in and of themselves, not my personal style of magic. My favorite style of magic is uh, sleight of hand. And there's a close-up gallery and the parlor of prestidigitation at the magic castle. So those are the rooms I usually go to. Each room has two performers each. And the performers I prefer most are the ones that do things you don't normally see. And sometimes it's not even magic. So one of my favorite performer performers, his name's Richard Turner. He has a documentary on Netflix or on Hulu called Delt. And it talks about his affliction, which is, when he was a child, he, gosh, I'm trying to think of what he came down with. I want, my gut says polio, and I don't think that's what it was. Something that caused him to go blind. And essentially, he's looking through corneas that look like you could see, like, like, like somebody shot a piece of buckshot through paper. That's how he sees uh-huh. the world. And he is one of the world's most incredible sleight of hand magicians. Um, another is, uh, Andrew Goldenhirsch and, uh, he spends a lot of his time in Japan and he does things that you just don't see anywhere. Like he talks about, Oh, when I was in Japan, I got this tattoo and he shows it and it's a monarch butterfly on his forearm. And he literally peels off the monarch butterfly tattoo and it turns into a fucking monarch butterfly that flies throughout the room. Like, it's like, what? Like, this is not a thing. Lastly is my buddy Derek Delgadio. Uh, Derek's show on Hulu is called In and of Itself, and it talks about his relationship with magic. It talks about his relationship with his uh, growing up, his mother, all of those things. It's an absolutely incredible show everybody needs to see. Um, and uh, recently published a book called A Moral Man, uh, which deals with some of the topics that in and of itself covers, um, but also talks a lot about something he very lightly touches on uh, in in and of itself, which is he was hired to fix card games. And that was where he got a lot of his... He, he had practiced as a magician growing up and got hired by somebody who was losing, who was like a a little past their prime in fixing card games and knew that Derek could do it. And so Derek starts fixing card games in a private house here in LA. Now, is this as, when when you're, when you're talking about fixing it, is this as a dealer or somebody? As a dealer, correct. He was not a card dealer though. So he goes into fixing card games, not as a card dealer. So he, you know, he talks about how much of a pain in the ass it was how much shit he was getting from the card players at the table because he was such a bad dealer, but that's not why he was there. Derek was there to second deal, middle deal, third deal, fourth deal, bottom deal so that the guests didn't know they were getting swindled. And that's what he did. And he is one of the absolute best. Him and Richard Turner are some of the best second, third, fourth, middle, bottom dealers in the world you would never guess when they're dealing cards that they're not dealing from the top of the deck um and uh and and that's not magic that's skill and so that's the difference and that's Derek's relationship with magic so taking that all I see is up close magic and taking it uh uh, flipping it on its head if something you perceive one way but has something else that you might not be considering is how 
I interpret that lyric. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, that was great. <laughs> I still have to see the <laughs> the documentary. I know that it's you've been you've been mentioning it for the last couple of years now. I still haven't done it. It's shame on me, but uh, <laughs> well, I think it only premiered on Hulu in the last six months or something. Um, I had seen the show when it premiered here in L.A. and then it went and pl- played in New York almost twice as long, probably more than twice as long. And the show you see on Hulu is the New York performance of it, which has uh, like very 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 slight differences uh obviously intentionally and probably for the better um Mm -hmm. than the show that i saw um and uh yeah derek is just insanely talented uh and uh and poignant and his book is incredible um so i may well put links in the show notes so anyway that's uh that's what i take out of the okay uh, thing yeah and what a what a way to end the the lyrics there i was uh very well said man and uh again like Jimmy World sometimes not all not all the time but they'll pick the bridge as being that moment where you can get that uh they'll they'll do all of the the verse the chorus the verse um uh, maybe even a pre-chorus that um leads you up to think certain things and then the bridge can either unlock or make it even more I guess more confusing if you if you still don't understand what the song means but I didn't know if in this bridge if you felt like they really uh, tied the whole song into this. I mean, it, I don't think it makes sense out of context, right? It's not like this is like you could read the bridge and then say this is what it means. But um, having gone through the verse and, and chorus, seeing all I see is up close magic. Yeah. To me, if I feel like it's it's opening up a lot of meaning to this song of just saying like I, I see the all the parlor tricks that we play on each other. I, all, all I see is up close magic now is I, I know where this is going. Yeah. So anyway, um, there was a genius annotation uh, by yeah. James, James Woodman, 143, um, four years ago. And it said this could refer the bridge to the prestige, uh, the section of a magic trick where a disappeared item is returned. In terms of the song's motif of relationships, this could refer to the rush of positive emotions and memories brought on by a breakup. It may have been a trick or a game or just up-close magic, but when it ends, it is sweet again. I don't know how that ties into the prestige, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think they just wanted to drop... The prestige is that moment, though, not necessarily the film. They're talking about the moment, the the, the reveal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the prestige i guess the the turn is the moment the prestige is the end of the act so yes i see what you're saying yeah okay yeah now do you want me to go ahead and say what he said to Karen? please yeah, yeah yeah okay all right this came from songfacts.com uh jim adkins sings here about the excitement of the chase during the early stages of a relationship and then they go on to uh quote the lyrics there is the sound that's true but the voice is new and a half dancing attempt to learn Name, right place, and time for the haze and lights. There's a chance I, I meet your eyes if I move in. Atkins explained to Kerrang, the idea of them is at such a high level, and it, it might be more than the reality of what the other person is. It's a stage in almost any kind of relationship where the idea of it is just this intoxicating thing, but it's not real. Most relationships are basically just the slow degradation of the fantasy of the other person, and it's difficult laughs uh, because you build up this imaginary idea of what this other person can be with complete disregard to what they are or who they are and I like that they broke this up here because I think this is very poignant here what Jim says it can be disappointing to find out that they're different but guess what 
you're different for them too. It's happening on the other side. So not unlike a magic trick being revealed, like really, this is who you are? Pretty Grids is about right before that all comes down. Yeah. So that very, very brief moment. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, before we get, oh, let's see. I have this. Let's see. Nah, I'm going to put that. Jimmy Eat World had tweeted um, basically just the bridge lyrics. Uh, All I see is up close magic, only sweet because it ends. Listen to Pretty Grids on Spotify. Ugh. Like, why would they tell people to do that on purpose? <laughs> um, I have two music reviews that mention Pretty Grids. Um, in slightly different ways, which I thought was funny. Um, okay. Did you see SputnipMusic.com or AV Club? Neither. I've okay. got a couple from, uh, yeah, some different ones. Go so ahead. So here's what SputnipMusic.com says. Pretty Grids keeps the early album momentum going full tilt, sprawling across a gorgeous alt-rock soundscape that sounds that seems to adopt its namesake as a mission statement. Its namesake as a mission statement. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Pretty Grids? like. Well, I was going to ask you, so... Do you have any clue as to what Pretty Grids means in this context? Not at all. The thing that it makes me think of is uh, I came from a technical theater background, and sure enough, I found somebody on the tech theater subreddit that just posted a picture that said Pretty Grid, and it was uh, a very pretty grid at a theater somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, and the grid is where the lights and rigging hang uh, from so the 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 rigging uh, is the ropes that you see on uh, in the wings of a theater that go up through a pulley system. They have counterweights on them, uh, and you and you put the counterweights to balance what is being hung on the bars uh, on the uh, lighting the rigging that uh, hang over the stage. So you've usually got you know I mean uh, at Hollywood High School I think we had twenty. Man, I'm forgetting all of these terms now that I haven't done theater in so long. Grace is, Grace would know. Um, <laughs> but y- we probably had 20 lines uh, run uh, in the wings, and that would coincide to things that hung up and that you raised and lowered uh, on the stage. So usually you can tell a theater building because it's very, very, very tall. And that's because you usually have, let's say, a 20-foot proscenium proscenium is the is the top of the stage the window through which the audience sees the stage right so the the stage then you've got the sides and the top part is called the proscenium arch so uh from the from the stage to the proscenium that's how much room there is well usually your grid is going to be twice as high as that so you can fly things in and out flies thank you um Uh, so you can have an entire psych. A psych is short for cyclorama, and you can have a bunch of different colors. So, like, we would have, like, we'd have psychs that were just backgrounds, like trees or white psychs or some sort of color thing, uh, a silk that the dance studio wanted. And you would fly those all the way in the back. So that gives, uh, you could fly scenery if you want. You can fly, um, yeah, just rags. And you can fly, uh, 
lighting equipment. So usually your back rigging is all those sykes and things. And you basically have a 30 foot rag that's hanging from a bar and you can literally lift it all the way up 30 feet. So it's completely out of the line of sight of the audience. You know what I mean? Sometimes if oh, yeah, you're in yeah. the front of the, the very front of the stage, you can see the bottom of it dangling there, but you basically are flying things twice as high up from the bottom of the stage because that's where it lives. Anyway, all this is to say, I have no idea how that ties into this song. <laughs> well, That's let me what look. I know. Okay, aside from I'm just David's a guy who knows theater, <laughs> theater one hundred and one. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, what if Grace I, and I, I are going to do a Patreon down. episode where we just talk about theater? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I'm going to dumb this down now. What if this is the equivalent of the weather line? Um, when you meet somebody, and this guy walks up to the girl, and they're sitting there you know, before the show starts, and he looks up and says. Pretty grids, you know, like, and then she looks at him with those eyes like, is, is that your opening line? That's great. I love that. You know, maybe. I don't know. Because you're right. What what could it be in this setting? If somebody walked up to me and be- said pretty grids, 100% they would get my attention. And probably Grace, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I could I can't think of any other. Um, so anyway, we, we went kind of off on a tangent from what you were saying in this review. Yeah. Um, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. If you want to read it again, maybe I could try oh, right. now that yeah, we yeah. talk so, about this. Pretty Grids keeps the early album momentum going full tilt, sprawling across a gorgeous alt-rock soundscape that seems to adopt its namesake as a mission statement. Ah, I'll bet it's talking about Integrity Blues, not Pretty Grids. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, that makes more the sense. The song's defining little moment comes about 90 seconds, with about 90 seconds remaining as the melody pivots from straightforward and resolute to acoustically driven and vocally abstract. There's almost a surfion thing going on with Jim Adkins' vocals at one point that is particularly interesting before the song returns to its bread and butter, then fades out to an array of echoing chimes. By this point, anyone who's heard Futures before is probably smiling ear to ear. So they're saying this song could easily fit on Futures. I concur. I think that makes sense. Here's what AV Club had to say. Nostalgia reigns on the previously released singles, Sure and Certain and Get Right, callbacks to the syrupy grunge exhibited on Bleed American and its underrated follow-up Futures. The Winding Torch Pretty Grid, by contrast, nods to the subdued palette of 2007's Chase This Light. Fan service suits them well. I couldn't think of a less astute way to describe Chase This Light as subdued palette. (laughs) So it's interesting that uh, AV Club said that this sounds like a Chase This Light song, which it does not. Sputnikmusic.com says this sounds like a future song, which it does. Um, Yes. So I just found it interesting that both were trying to say something. (laughs) I mean, at least they named things that exist. Right. Right. And I imagine they're done with the review and they're like, God, I finally got through that. (laughs) Thank God I met my word quota. (laughs) Right. I named another album. I made these comments. Nailed it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, you said you had a couple other reviews, a couple things. Let's see here. Um, so from the wiki, I just, I wanted to see what they had here. And, uh, they do mention that Courtney Marie Andrews sings on this one. I can't on this one. Interesting. I I thought Robin Vining did for sure. Um, but I didn't see CMA on there anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. says she's in here. Uh, that's what the wiki says. And then this was, this was odd. So under the under composition, the subsection tracks, I think they're just they're basically giving a description of 
that one song with how it sounds, like with which what instruments are being played there. So, for example, the opening track, You With Me, begins with acoustic guitars and continues with falsetto vocal harmonies. Sure and Certain starts with grunge guitars and is aided by a choral section akin to churches. Uh, it Matters lacks any guitars and consists of piano. And then it says, the alternative rock song Pretty Grids recalls the sound of the band's seventh album, Chase This Light. What the hell? Right? <laughs> so there it is. There's that. Um, that was the AV Club one, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they're, just, they're basically just describing it very briefly. Yeah, because the alternative song Pretty Grids, where's that one from? Let's see. Yeah, Sputnik Music. Those are the two ones that you came across. I see. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, that and then I had from Exclaim again, Canada's... Uh, oh, who wrote it? This one was Ian Gormley. Yeah. Based on so, uh, uh, Josiah's uh, very very <laughs> limited knowledge, um, uh, I doubt that he's written an article about Jimmy World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that interview, though. Uh so this one says uh, Ian Gormley had just goes on to say that uh, it's immediately affecting and repeated listens reveal the making of a new fan favorite deep cut in the making. Change also appears in more muted ways. The drum programming on Pass the Baby, for example, and the deep bass pulse on Pretty Grids. Now, this one does have some sexy bass. Yeah. And there is a comment that... Uh, kind of jumping ahead to the community section, uh, Pebble Swift said here, um, and the topic from this post was most underrated, overrated on each album. And he said his most underrated is Pretty Grids. And his comment is really, the instrumentation here is absolutely brilliant. Where is the love it deserves? Now, I get it. I listened to it again intently a couple of times before we recorded. I I heard a lot more of that piano or the, the chime, um, whatever those... I don't know, not a marimba, but it's uh, the very beginning of the song. I, it could it could be it, glockenspiel. I don't even know, but it's some <laughs> kind of <laughs> it's it's it's, it's uh, an instrument like that. I didn't really notice that that was blended in there, and then also that Rick has a, a very pronounced bass sound in this song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, although I do have a note that the bass riff after the bridge, I'm not. The jury's still out in my mind as to whether or not I like that little thing. Do you want to... I've got that part queued up. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. So this is going to be from the break, and this is going to go from 220, so just for about 40 seconds, and then it's going to culminate with Rick's bass. So here's that little sound break that they were talking about in your review. It's a cool guitar sound, too. Oh, yeah. It sounds like Coldplay. Yeah. Oh. noticed it that pronounced before (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's one of those songs i never really listened to that closely so listening to it this intently 
it it put my mind in a different place. And, and okay, and having read Pebble Swift's comment about the instrumentation, uh, I think I've read another. There was another reviewer an article that mentioned the instrumentation in this song as well. I I hear what they're talking about, and it makes more sense to me. It is a very well written song um, instrumentally. You you can hear there even starting with that. What sound sounded almost like a distorted violin, but it was probably just some kind of they took the attack off of a guitar and just kind of did the you know those thirty second notes that they're famous yeah. for. The that was doo-doo. like a Dick Dale, very uh, oh surf rock. Yes, yeah, um, just yeah, just a different guitar sound. But that was in there, and then you hear the acoustic guitars kind of slamming, and you said uh, Zach walking in, and then he's got that inter- that interesting hi hat sequence that he's playing. Yeah, yeah, all all really well done. I just I, I again, it's like I I don't give these Jimmy World songs all an equal chance. Yeah, uh, what is this that you've sent me here? Okay, so uh, th- they've never played it live, but this is about as close as it gets. And we talked about how great. Zach, how creative Zach is on the track. This is Zach playing it on Twitter. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is a, yeah, pretty great. It's a little drum, drum tease. That Rad. is not easy. That would take me at least an hour to get <laughs> to get down cleanly. <laughs> just oh yeah, everyone talks about the mutes on the head, the little the it's just duct tape, right? Uh yeah, he he doesn't use like the sticky the special yeah. sticky stuff. He just uses duct yeah. tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clean. And we all know that room that he's playing in. There's the uh the, there's that tambo couch That's right. in the back. Oh, yeah, um, let's see. What else do I got? Oh, another couple of single line comments here. The Columbia Tribune, uh, which we I think I've, I've gone back to them a couple of times recently, was uh, here. Let me let me go a, a couple of sentences before. So this makes a little more sense is when you short circuit that and open yourself up uh, to letting go some of the control of where you're going. The place you end up is a new place, which maybe you didn't expect. Atkins said that theme is heard all across Integrity Blues. Musically, it is found in the guitar grind of Pretty Grids, the ominous slow burn and eventual Sturm und Drang of Pass the Baby, which is as close to metal as the band gets, the brief but telling keyboard passages on You Are Free. So they just talk about the guitar grind um, that's in that song. Yeah. And finally, let's see, I've got this last one is from puremzine.com. And all they had to say here was, it matters, it's a gentle but dire addition next the urgent refrain of which arrests across a sea of stirring guitars and pressing percussion. Pretty Grids grips with its penetrating riffs and haunting harmonies afterwards, exhibiting an endearingly dark undertone that keeps it consistently compelling. Wasn't easy to say. Yeah. Just, those are some big Alliteration. Words. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what I got. The little, the little comments uh, doing these press releases, just talking about these songs individually. Um, I sent you a watch together link. Uh, yes. Our our Mr. Movie Phone ARTV uh, in his review of Integrity Blues brings up Pretty Grids a couple times, so I thought we could play Sweet. and listen to a little bit of that. Here he is around 148 of his Integrity Blues review talking. 
bringing in a deep bass groove. I mean, some of these songs are just very bass heavy, and you'll see some synthesizers on moments like Pretty Grids and transitioning into Pass the Baby, two of my favorites right there. And like I was talking about, this band isn't naive as they used to be. Obviously, albums like Clarity and Bleed American, even Futures, that was kind of a turning point for them, probably my favorite Jimmy Eat World album along with Clarity. It's two moments that come in their discography that really highlight different aspects of them, but we saw Futures as kind of that turning point where they started being very self-aware of what was... So he's talking about yeah, uh, musicality, and then at 310, he brings up some more about Pretty Grid, so let's jump over to 310. I'm going to give a little handle here guitar and the outside instrumentation makes it one of my favorite tunes overall and the album really goes on a winning streak right after that with tracks like pretty grids that one is just phenomenal from a lyrical and storytelling point of view and i obviously care for the synthesizer tones like i was talking about before and the guitars that match up with that as well pretty grids is something unlike jimmy world have done before and i like that they're doing this this far into their career they're making songs that aren't totally just disowning who they were before but they're doing something and saying hey we can add layers on top of this and build ourselves even stronger so pretty great <laughs> what a pro hold on let's hear what he says right here. yeah it has a fantastic flow to it. I love the way that it just ends up. It kind of flows perfectly in to Pass the Baby. It's got that synthesizer kind of fluttering, and then we have a slow start to Pass the Baby. So, yeah, uh, I, I love, you could tell he's like glancing down at notes. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a pro. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, this is stupendous. Yeah, you could tell that he's just got some, uh, <laughs> some notes that he's crossing. Um. Uh, so yeah, that's that. that that's kind of all I have for notes on this, um, and uh, I guess this isn't quite. Um, since we're in Watch Together, this is there were no covers, um, but there was this video of this guy landing a plane, and he put this song to his uh, video. Oh really? Yeah, uh, in Afghanistan. Well, let's jump forward to where we can uh, people can listen to us watch him land this plane here. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of instruments, dude. Yeah. Here we come. So he's landing in Afghanistan. Let me give you some. It's a Beechcraft. A Beechcraft 1900D in Farizabad, Afghanistan. And uh, this is posted by Dinkum West. 46 subscribers, 29 likes. Posted November 10th, 2017. 3,064 views. Flying Beechcraft 1900D into Farizabad, Afghanistan, filmed with GoPro Hero Silver uh, 4. Thanks, Jimmy World, for the awesome music. I wonder how that works when you're in a plane, uh, if you're allowed to listen to music. I imagine that you just have to sit in silence if there's an air traffic controller that speaks with you. Right? Like, I wonder what the... How strict they are about that. I couldn't hear you all that well. What, what? Oh, <laughs> through all of this. <laughs> it's too rocking. Um, yeah, right. Oh, here comes the runway. If you can listen to, right at the end if of you this can listen to music. River. Can you listen to music when you fly, David? Can I listen to this guy fly? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs>
mesmerized watching this guy land. Yeah. There it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so smooth landing. Good job. Yes. Now, my question was, do you think that they're allowed to listen to music? Or, or is, oh, I imagine no you way. can't no, for no, security no, no, no. reasons, right? There's no way. I mean, like, even in the pilot might not be able to because they've got to have their helmet on or their, their uh, Cans on. headphones yeah. on. It, yeah. But I wonder if you could have other music inside or if it's got to be just completely silent. I don't know. I don't know. F uh you know, uh, J pod if you know the FAA <laughs> regulations. Um now did you also another question for you. Did you ever play uh Microsoft Flight Simulator? Oh yeah, all the time when I was a kid. Oh, I think I had Flight Simulator ninety seven. Okay, I had the one right after that, the one that came I think in two thousand. Oh okay. So we had I don't think it had the Concord, but it had some pretty <laughs> <laughs> it had some pretty beef, beefy ones. I feel like they so still take, like, tout that as like, oh, if you want a bitching computer, it's gotta be able to run Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on full distance uh rendering, you gotta be able to see everything. Yeah. yeah. I would I would just fly around the valley and, and I think the topography matched, but the actual unless you were in a, in a large city like Los Angeles, it wouldn't actually match uh what was on the ground. Like I tried oh. to look for Simi Valley, couldn't really find it. You could find where the valley was, but there was nothing in it. <laughs> it was like as if no one was there. It's funny. So, I, mean, I, don't it was still remember. I don't remember looking for actual locations. So like maybe I tried to crash into my house. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it looked terrible. <laughs> like it was all blocky. and like. Oh, it, I, yeah. If we went back, it would look like uh, something that we would play on Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Like Super that that type of 16 bit. But it doesn't doesn't change the fact that you and I still had fun. Probably flew for hours and hours. Oh no, I always crashed. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, I always tried to land that puppy. Oh always. my god, I never. I don't think I ever was able to. Uh, I remember playing the Top Gun video game on uh, Nintendo with also pretty uh, poor results. <laughs> well, okay, that one was just terrible. I can't remember ever doing well at that one. No, trying right. trying to land there and and like you you have everything's perfect. Yeah, and then your your plane just. <laughs> You know, yeah. you, you died. Start over. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I got a couple community things here. Uh, yeah. One of which is this is not on Jake T. O'Donnell's list, unfortunately. Did not make the top oh, 100 Jimmy World songs for him. Um, it was 12th place for Integrity <laughs> Blues in the 2017 yes. Survivor. I'm not even sure how they pulled that off since there's only 11 tracks on the album. Right. <laughs> It had made its own freaking place. Yeah. Um, and then it was out in round two of the 2019 Survivor. So I think Pass the Baby was the out in r- round one. Pass the Baby fucking rocks ass. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, during the countdown to Survivor surviving, um, uh, there was discussions on the Reddit for like, talking about every album so grow Lithe trainer talked about integrity blues and here's what grow Lithe trainer had to say about uh pretty grids the title track is probably his strongest vocal performance to date and again lyrically it's just so poignant and encapsulates the theme of the album that was surmised in the letter that jim published when announcing the album the final one is actually earlier on the album on pretty grids the line there's a chance i meet your eyes if i move in for one of better words there's a real swagger and smolder to his delivery of that line which given i think he said the song is about the start of a relationship when everything is new and exciting fits really well the bridge on pretty grids is amazing and the bass line after it is so good (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I just wish I know that I know that Jimmy World is not a flashy band. I, they'll be goofballs sometimes, but yeah. I just wish they would do a, a nice light on Rick in the center of the stage as he yeah. walks out, just to do that line that. <laughs> Man, yeah, <laughs> really have fun with it. Totally. Uh, what did yeah, you so find I, for a community? I wasn't that surprised by the <laughs> the low placement on those uh, survivors. Just I can't believe it was twelve out of eleven. <laughs> right. Shit. Um. So let's see. What do I got? Do I have? Oh, I do. I do, man. Okay. So this one was least favorite song on any record by Bro. Can we get Last Ride of the Night on Goliath? Oh yeah. <laughs> Bro, can we get I, Last I Ride it, of the Night on Goliath? <laughs> I thought this would be an interesting question because it would get people to bring out their critiques and constructive criticisms, et cetera. Um, and he says, or this person says, uh, I'm this close to skip. I'm this close to skipping Night Drive next time I listen to Futures. Got a lot of upvotes for that one. But the comments on Pretty Grids here is, uh, ah, again, classic Dr. Duct Tape Hands. Easily one mil. I'm shocked to see so many votes for Pretty Grids. I think it has a really cool vibe to it. Uh, the reply from Bro is, to be fair, critics enjoyed Pretty Grids much more than the fans. A few more comments here. Do your best always. Got to be somebody's blues or Pretty Grids, although I admit Pretty Grids is catchy. So there's people that are on the fence here. Um, and then, of course, changing things around, Sergeant Donut says, I completely agree with both of these selections. Pretty Grids is the only track I skip on Integrity Blues. So, yeah, it's pretty polarizing Yeah, there. Uh, and speaking of polarizing there is another post uh most underrated overrated and i had i did bring up pebble swift's comment about under pretty grids really the instrumentation here is absolutely brilliant where is the love it deserves uh to which ella bella medella replies i strongly debated putting in pretty grids it's one of my favorites from the album but as i always think of it as the song where jew went new wave uh, i could see how it could be polarizing I don't know about New Wave, but definitely, I guess it has a little bit of Dran Dran kind of uh, <laughs> elements, elements, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I have a bit of housekeeping for Dran Dran. Oh. So, so I had asked Ralph Garman and I heard nothing back. And Steve Ashton, who is his uh, UK correspondent that does all of the reporting on uh, all things Brit, um, had complained on the show. He loves, he loves complaining when he's not getting enough love and had complained that nobody was emailing him. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to email Steve because he is from the UK. Maybe he can shed some light about what Dran Dran, uh, where we got that from. (laughs) So here's my email to Ralph. And then my follow-up email to Steve, I know I'm hijacking your thing, but only because you mentioned Dran Dran and it, the light bulb went off on my head. So here's my email to Ralph. Hey, Ralph, I'm a fellow podcaster that's been listening to you since you started at K-Rock. You've influenced and inspired me so much over the years and maybe even subliminally. I co-host a podcast that analyzes every Jimmy World song in existence, song by song. We recently did their cover of Dran Dran's New Religion, and I compulsively pronounce it Dran Dran, and it drove me nuts that I couldn't figure out why I was pronouncing it that way. I figured it had to be from an SNL sketch, and it sounded enough like Mike Myers in my mind that I dug into that research and found a sketch from 91 or something where Farley played Simon LeBon at spring break, and Mike Myers was interviewing him for the show, but he pronounced it normally. Then, this week, someone from Dran Dran had a birthday, and you did it. I had to have gotten it from you. So I have to ask, what's the origin of that pronunciation? I love it so much, and it's such a small little thing that's been in the back of my mind for who knows how long. I hope this email finds you well. Love you, mean it, bye. 
didn't hear back. So when Steve complained, this was uh, maybe a week and a half later on the 16th, I wrote to Steve, Oi, Steve, I sent this to Ralph last week and got no response. I think of you often and don't reach out enough, but this seemed like as good a time as any to reach out to you and see if you had any insight as to why I and Ralph pronounce Duran Duran the way we do. Is there a reference I'm forgetting? Thank you for being you. Love you, mean it, bye. Steve writes back eight hours later. Hi, David. Well, why do you people pronounce a lot of things wrong? Because you're American and have to do things your own way. Only kidding. Of course, the name was taken from the movie Barbarella, so you could assume the correct pronunciation would be Dur- uh, what is it? D-E-W-R-A-N. Duran. Said Duran, like Duran. A Southern Baptist. Duran. That, Duran. Duran. <laughs> Sometimes, I think it's because you think you were pronouncing it correctly. I think when you put, uh, like when you put a little bit of Latin accent when pronouncing Spanish words and say Shire when it should be sure, Worcestershire. <laughs> Uh, that's why I assume pretentious pronunciation. Hope this answers it, David. <laughs> so, uh, at so least from he responded Brit himself. Yes. Uh, so anyway, I did want to, um, uh, I'm glad that you, uh, that light bulb went off and that didn't go even. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. And in fact, that was the last comment I had to make anyway. So oh, it, it worked out just fine. Great. Housekeeping <laughs> late in the show. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, and then did you make a rave DJ? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you happen to? I made a really Please. bad one um, that yes. we can listen to. Sure, why not? Um, Dude, so what is the name of it? Well, I'll let you find the name of it when I send you the link right now. <laughs> uh, it is called Rave.DJ. Pretty You Believe in Grids. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, I still can't tell what it is. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to get this link and click and then... Be surprised. There it goes. <laughs> but you, is it is it just bad or is it cursed? Um, it's not cursed. It's just bad. Okay, I uh, can deal with bad because this is in what key is this in? It is in a minor key. It's B minor, and I think I mixed it with a major song. Oh, uh, a song yeah. in a major key. So it it's not as cursed as you would think, but it just doesn't harmonically work very well. Yeah, might be better than me doing a a waltz with a four four. So, <laughs> so. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see the That's love when you start getting into frightening territory. <laughs> yeah. The love and spoonful. Okay, here we go. Pretty, you believe in grids, David. It's only two minutes, David. I mean, it's just I, not good. I'm, I was going to try and get... It just I sounds can't. like we're playing the songs <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, what made you think of Do You Believe in Magic? Just because of the magic association? It was the first song I thought of that had okay. the word magic in all right, it. All right, all right. <laughs> and 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 specifically, when I think of the bad uh, shows that I've seen, magic shows that I've seen, it's ones that do acts to like that Love and Spoonful song. It's like, okay. come on. <laughs> like, how on the nose do we have to be right now? <laughs> and it, again, it's its own art form. It's just not for me so much. Right. Wes might love it. 
we did a virtual magic show recently. Larry Wilmore uh, was one of the uh, was one of the performers, and uh, and so we attended the Magic Castle's virtual magic show, and I was insanely impressed at how well they organized and handled the event. And uh, Larry was terrific. We also saw David Regal. He was absolutely incredible. And there was a third magician. I can't remember his name right now. All were incredible. Wes got to participate with David Regal. Um, anyway, it was incredible. Virtual magic shows at the Magic Castle. I think they're like 20 bucks for non-members. So Yeah, I, I there was someone, I think I, I had invited you to it a, pretty late. This was early in when we were kind of all, all at, I think it was last summer. Um, and his name is, I, I want to say his name is Richard Raven. Uh, and he's the husband of a co-worker of Lindsay's. But he gave us an in-house one, and it was done really well. So his wife helps him out. He's performed at the Magic Castle. Uh, I don't know. I think when I mentioned his name to you, it didn't it didn't ring any bells. No, I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, but he was the first one that I saw, uh, like a virtual one, and it was really well done. Even the kids that were watching it enjoyed it, and then I got a, and it was good enough for me. Right, for, and we got in for it was like a 30 minute show, and it was just I, I love it when he had. I don't even know how to do this, if they're cues or what, but things that would happen on screen by him stepping on something that would move it, kind of like a presentation, but it's way oh, more cool. interactive. Uh, the background would change, the or, or whatever is the effects would change, and it would, it, would, it would go along with the trick that he was performing, or the illusion, yeah. Michael. Dude, you just missed Richard Raven tonight at the Vineyards in Simi. Did I really? He's down the street? Down the street, baby. <laughs> Wow. Magic at the Vineyards. Wow. I had no idea. It was sold out. There was no way you were going to make it in tonight. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have wanted to go, man. I, I, I love the guy, but I'm just <laughs> so freaking tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Woo. boy. So, yeah, there it is. Yeah, man. Justin, what are your final song, thoughts on the song Pretty Grids? Um, I'm, I'm glad we got by Jimmy World. Yeah, that's the one. I was going to say by Richard Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got a closer look at the lyrics. It's a very pretty song. Uh, I'm still uh, unclear as to what pretty grids actually means. I'd like to think that it means it's some guy's come on or a pickup line. Uh, pretty grids. Uh, yeah. Uh, musically, I get it. It's never really stuck out as a big song on this album. Don't I don't hate it. So I'd say it's like, you know, in the middle middle of the road, like a five or a six for me, man. What about you? Uh I, I, I think that's I think that's safe. It's an album deep cut. Um, I guess it makes sense that they never played it live, but I would never be upset about them playing this live. And then I love the idea of uh, a light shining down on Rick as the yeah. as the bass comes back <laughs> into that final chorus. Um but yeah, I uh, I, I at, with as much as I love the bridge, the rest of the song is just kind of meh. But I yeah. love that Zach is being really creative, and I think he and Rick are having a blast on this song. Uh, and I think they would kill it live too. But I could see how it might like kind of like bring the energy of a show yeah. down. It's a beer so song. I think man. I'm the same. Yeah, like a five or a six. I think that's a as a safe score. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I guess uh, until next time, you've got some camping to do, and I've got a lot of work <laughs> I've got to catch up on and all that stuff. So um, uh, if you see any up-close magic, remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes!